You're listening to The Invisible Blog. Woker than thou. So did you hear about Joss Whedon? If you didn't, take a moment to Google, because I don't want to repeat the details here, mostly because I don't know what's true, but all of it's ugly. So go check that out and come back. I'll wait. You good? Good. Here we go. And before I start, I got to warn you. I don't believe that personal failings take away from the fact that you are someone who cares about an issue, be it feminism, humanism, gay rights, or the quality of Swedish meatballs. So when I read these grinning so-called think pieces on Joss Whedon by people who write as though they've known all along that he was only pretending to care about women, not only do I question their motives, but I also see yet another disturbing example of a pattern that I don't think people who are on the side of social justice talk about enough. So I'm gonna, and I have a feeling it's not going to be fun. Now, I want to say at the outset here, that doesn't mean that performative social justice isn't a problem for allies, especially white male allies. It's a huge problem and one that needs to be addressed, especially by white male so-called allies like myself. But I do think there is a difference between someone who means well but has personal weaknesses and someone who doesn't really care about equality but pretends to care about equality in order to manipulate other people. And the problem with those so gleefully dancing on the grave of Joss Whedon's persona is that they don't seem to care. And I say that because I'm going to admit to you now, for my sake, I hope I'm right. I espouse a lot of ideas that I failed to live up to. I advocate nonviolence, but I have also struck first too hard and too quickly. I do my best to promote equality, but I have said and done things that make the world worse for people who needed my help for a laugh out of anger and out of plain ignorance. I try to fight for the downtrodden, but I spent a tremendous amount of my young life doing the treading. I have behaved badly. I have hurt the people in my life. I've been weak. I've been wrong. I've been angry, mean, vindictive, and vengeful. And I regret it, but from the looks of the joyful articles I see celebrating the fall of yet another straight white man there, but before the proper expose go I. And and look, if I'm consigned to the status of performative because of that, then so be it. It's not my place to defend or apologize for my weaknesses or to demand inclusion in movements that aren't about me, regardless of my failings. Social justice doesn't belong to white men or me. It's not mine to claim. But my personal failings are. They are mine. And they are as much me as the best parts of myself, just as Joss Whedon's failings are as much him as the best parts of himself. Because, as I've said before in this blog, there is no you other than the way you treat the people around you. We have no secret character. We are merely composed of our actions. And further, 
I'd be lying if I didn't admit that I think this and and so many other so-called falls from grace seem to be more the result of a culture that's woker than thou, than that of the failings of the individual. Look, I love Buffy, the Avengers, and Firefly, problematic or not, and I'm sorry, but until it was the hip new thing not to, so did a lot of you. Do all the shows by everyone ever have problematic aspects? Of course, you you can't name a show that doesn't have problematic characters or ideas or portions, but we seem to wait for collective permission before we descend on someone's flaws. The person has to fall into the category of bad ally before we notice, and to me, this is not just inconsistent, it's victimizing. Moments like this worry me, and not just for selfish reasons, I think. They worry me because while I spend a tremendous amount of time advocating for social justice and fighting the straw men, it's at moments like this that those straw men start to take form, take on life, and bite me. Take Sam Harris. Okay, not not Sam Harris now. Not Sam Harris now, but... When The End of Faith first came out, the chapter on the problem of Islam was not well written. But honestly, if you read the chapter in good faith, you can see the point that Sam is making. And it was not by any stretch of the generous imagination that we should nuke all the brown people. But I didn't see him get that chance. Look, Sam is stubborn. I think even he'd admit that. And indelicate, but... He wasn't monstrous. Even today, I don't think he's monstrous, but his critics didn't care. They were more concerned with calling him out than hearing what he had to say, and as a result, they got death threats sent to his daughter. And what's so funny is, whenever I bring up that point about a YouTuber or an internet troll, I get nods all around. Everyone agrees what a terrible thing it is to do to cause someone else to get death threats. But inevitably, when I bring that up about Sam and his critics, there will be shoulder shrugs from the same people who were cheering me moments ago if I'd been talking about the trolls sicked on Leslie Jones by Milo Yiannopoulos. And I gotta say, in Sam's defense... How dare we expect him to listen to anything we have to say after that? How do we expect him to do anything but turn to the side that defended him? This cycle of mistake, public outcry, to doubling down on bad ideas has repeated itself over and over and over again. And I wonder, firstly, how many times or by how many years I missed it. But secondly how much it has to do with our unwillingness to forgive the failings of others. Look, the person I was not so long ago, the mistakes I made and the bad ideas I had were changed by friends with inexhaustible patience. And while I agree nobody owed me that, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today without it. Again, using myself as an example, I learned about black-on-black caveats on a five-hour car ride to Maine with very patient friends, not because someone called me names on the internet. And with each of these new cases, I wonder what the difference would be if we, who claim to care about people, were here to catch people as they fell. 
instead of stopping to point as they hit the ground or more importantly, why something immutable about them somehow made their fall justice rather than tragic, proved our point, or made them less worthy of mercy. It is this side of the so-called social justice movement that scares me. So let it be said now, I am not perfect. I have done some bad things, and I have failed, and I will fail again. And if someone who doesn't have those faults is what you require for someone to be under your tent, then you should kick me out now before someone who doesn't like me tells you first. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this blog, please consider supporting it at patreon.com forward slash Eli Bosnick. For any level of donation, you get extended bonus versions of this content, as well as access to the patron members only area and to the patron only RSS feed. Plus, if you give more, you get cool stuff, like extra things just for you, access to my high level patron live streams, my favorite people. People really seem to like the last one, so we're going to keep doing them. And if you're already a patron, stay tuned after the break for a patron-only afterthoughts sheet cake.